Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. Today we've got uh, one of our festivals of distinction, uh, perennial top 100, Luminato. And we're joined today by the artistic director, Naomi Campbell. Welcome, Naomi. Hi, thank you for having me. So, Naomi, you're one of our festivals that have made a transition, um, but I wanted to start out with, if you can just talk to our, our listeners about what Luminato is all about and in the in the traditional time, um, how your festival works. Sure. Um, so, in a regular year, um, we're usually uh, three, well, we were going to be this year a three-weekend festival, um, so running over two and a half weeks, but including three weekends, in Toronto. Um, multi-venue, multidisciplinary, indoors, outdoors, free, ticketed, a range of um, local, national, and international programming. So yeah, real range. We cross. We you know we had a large scale visual arts project planned for this year, which we'll do next year. Um, we had you know three weeks of in theater stuff at the Bloom Up Hell Theater and 800 seat theater. We had work at the theater center. We had, you know, our plans were, we had worked from Chile at Harborfront Center Theater. So we, you know, we show up around the city in different indoor venues. And then we also had, we had major plans for the first weekend at Young Dundas Square, the second weekend at Stacked Market, which is an outdoor, indoor, outdoor venue at uh, the corner of Front and Bathurst, a new venue created out of uh, shipping containers. Um, really cool spot and we were going to do music and late night programming there and then we also had a third weekend the third weekend free outdoor programming was going to be at the Bentway so yeah that's uh, and that's the structure changes a little bit from year to year but you know those both free and ticketed national international and local work those are kind of those are core premises of the festival and really Luminato is a festival of festivals right I mean it's (laughs) everything it's it's dance it's theater it's music it's yes indeed it's cross-discipline it's interdisciplinary cross-disciplinary multidisciplinary you know we do we do straight theater but we also do theater with music we do a lot of our work it's this is not like in the mandate or anything but we do a lot of work that tends to have live music in it like no matter whether it's a dance piece or a theater piece or and then that is not a rule but when if you go back and look at the programming over the years that that's a tendency for sure yeah so mixing things up combining different disciplines different kinds of artists together we have a strong ideas program that we build around all of the the content so that that kind of knits it all together with films and conversations and and opportunities for the audience to engage really directly with the work and you're showcasing international talent, not just Canadian talent? Yes, generally that has been the case. I mean, that's a good, interesting question for the future. When we look at 21, we're probably going to focus in on local, international level local artists. Naomi, just so that, um, you know, listeners out there realize that COVID has shut everything down. But, you know, for an event that happens in June, in March 13th, when everything sort of came to a screeching halt, or March 17th, I forget the exact date now, you yeah. were quite quite a ways into planning, and, and you were almost into an execution mode at that time. Is that oh, correct? Oh, very much so, yeah. I mean, we were, like, sh- you know, ships were literally about to sail with containers full of sets across the ocean. Plane tickets purchased, hotels booked. 
We were announcing a little bit later than usual this year for a variety of reasons and sort of a bit of an experiment to see if we shortened the time between the announcement and the um, and the festival itself, if that would alter the, the ticket buying patterns. Um, so we were going to announce a little late. So we in other years, we might have already announced by March 13th, 17th. We actually didn't cancel officially until the 26th of March, but it took that time to, you know, execute it, of course, because that, that was a, an elaborate process as well. But yeah, we were definitely, we were barreling ahead. We were, you know, almost everybody who would have been hired other than sort of the final front of house folks was, was in place. The, the brochure was all like, it was in the fine tuning stage, you know, about to go to the printer. At that stage, uh, you know, a number of our festivals have just cancelled or postponed, um, you know, maybe till later this year or they've just cancelled until 2021. Now, you guys at Luminato, you've taken a different approach. You've come up with some alternate options. Can you talk a little bit about, about that process of coming to what you're going to be presenting on uh, June? Uh, if I may, 11th to 13th. For what it's worth, the original opening day of the festival was supposed to be June 11th, and that's why we they were doing this starting on June 11th as well. Um, you know, to be honest, it's funny that the, those weeks uh, right after the shutdown. I mean, it was so uh, we had to reach out and contact about 900 people in order to cancel the festival that we wanted to have hear from us before they heard from the public. We had to negotiate with lots of people about their contracts. And, um, and then somewhere in there, we made a decision and, you know, the conversations around it, they were numerous, but the process, it's funny how, when did we decide to actually go ahead with the, the digital it was pretty quick because what we also did was when we, when we informed the artists, we hadn't confirmed that we were going to do the digital festival yet, but when, but we did ask them if they would be willing. So we were already thinking about it right away. We said, you know, would you be willing to participate in a digital version of this? And if you want to say no, that is totally fine. And we still, we still paid fees out to folks, but if they wanted to participate and that that was going to be a good thing for them, then we, we made note of that. And then that was sort of how we created the, the program it was partly out of people who, who had the capacity, um, both sort of emotional and, and, and technical to produce something in their own homes. And then um, we built the festival around those, those choices with a couple of additions. I mean, there's a, I can talk, go, talk about that later, but I mean, we, we've gone into the vaults a little bit for some work. And then there's a, there's a collaboration that means that we are doing one piece that was not to be in this year's festival at all, but that's come to us as a kind of consequence of, of the times. So, yeah, it was a sort of, I feel like it just evolved right out of the cancellation. It's like we didn't want to, we wanted to make an offering of some sort. What in the beginning, while we didn't know exactly how, what that would be, we knew that we didn't, we wanted to give our audience and our artists, the artists we were working with, something in June. Knowing, of course, I mean, in March, we didn't even, we didn't know what it was going to be like now. We didn't know that we'd still be as, as locked down as we are. Um, certainly, we didn't know the consequences for performing arts and how long they may, you know, run. So it was a very you know, for all we knew, we might have all been back to normal by now, but that didn't feel like it was going to be the case. So we decided that we would just do something and then took a couple of weeks to figure out what that was and then start to execute that. 
So can you describe a little bit about how your offerings work? I know each day is a different time format and is there an interactive component with your audience? I know you're, uh, you've got some stuff on your website about hosting watch parties and different yep. suggestions for the viewers. Can you speak a little bit about how the programming works and what interactive level there is, if any? Sure. Um, there's actually a chattable component for all of it. Like people can, can type in and talk to us at any time. So there's that. There are watch parties that we, we, that can be some of which are formal and some of which we are informal in that um, we offer the, the advice on how to set up your own watch party if you want to watch something with your pals. But we also have a couple that we are hosting. So um, we're also hosting like on the, on the, uh, an afternoon on the Saturday afternoon, June 13th, the whole afternoon of um, captioned work for um, deaf and hard of hearing uh, folks. And we also have some audio described work for um, people who are blind and low vision. So we're doing, those are on separate listing parties or watch parties sort of, you know, but you can get everything, you can get to everything through our website, but um, you can go off to this, to a, to a specialized um, party if you like. So yeah, it's a real range. Now, when you were, when you thought about this, did you have the um, talent on staff to come up with this or did you have to go to a supplier to help you put this vision together? We got, we have a supplier um, called Nordest um, who are, who have created the platform, which will appear to be within our website. If I understand it correctly, I'm actually not entirely sure. Um, but in terms of the coordination and the producing of it and doing, we, I mean, and the, and the, the design and the communications and marketing and um, the production work, that's all from within the festival. Um, but the actual, we were working with uh, um, a company that, and I, we're working with four people who are new contractors for us, um, who, who created the actual platform hang on to that platform and use it for in subsequent festivals because I think that once you sort of step into the digital realm, there's probably no going back. So I, when we think about the 21 festival, while we're hoping to do a good chunk of it live, we also know that it's possible we may have to um, do some of it digitally. Um, and no, and, and we'll, because we'll have a longer planning cycle for that, we'll also, we can embrace that more completely. Now, I know a lot of our festivals are, are looking at the digital alternative and, and, you know, a lot of them don't know where to start or where to go. Uh, you know, we're, we're showcasing some of our, our suppliers um, and, and, you know, we're looking for others that have ideas. If, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and, and get a connection to who you're working with, I know June 11th to 13th is you guys are already up to your ears in, uh, in programming and executing your festival but anytime after the 13th if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and find out what you're doing uh, would you be open to that and if you are how would they get in touch with you absolutely of course um, I mean I think this is a time of even greater partnerships than we've ever experienced in the past and I think we really are committed to collaboration in the future so of course be happy to talk about it and after the 13th I'll know way more about what it's like because we're also uh, you know I've been hosting for 20 hours um, <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean I'm reachable at ncampbell at luminato.com so pretty straightforward and we'll, we'll post that on our um, podcast information page as well. Uh, Naomi, 
as you've developed this new concept of new delivery platform, have you had to think artistically about how it's being delivered and has it changed your mindset into, into how you're processing this new uh, online streaming event? I don't know if it's going to change my process in the, for the future, but certainly in order to pull this together, we had to take a bunch of other things into consideration that we don't normally do. A lot of the, the, the segments are a lot shorter than one would do in a live situation. There's a, you know, a notion that, that people's attention span is a lot shorter on the internet, which I would concur in my own experience, um, that people aren't going to necessarily sit down and watch like a three hour piece straight through. So what we've done is in the works that we, um, people created, especially for us, they tend to be like between 10 and 20 minutes long. The longer pieces, we don't have anything much longer than an hour in the, in the extended pieces. And we split up, um, Marie Schaefer's Apocalypsis, which we're doing a broadcast of the recording with an accompanying slideshow of images from the original production in 2015, um, we've split that into two nights. So part one is on Thursday, June 11th, and part two is on Friday, June 12th. Um, I think, you know, it's not, it, it's never going to be the same as being in the hall with the live production anyway. So um, this made it, I think, uh, more uh, digestible. Um, so that's one thing. I, I mean, the whole thing about hosting, um, it's one thing from, you know, to get up and talk to an audience live and, and welcome them into the theater. And it's another thing to come back, you know, again and again from my kitchen table and look at my computer and think that I'm, imagine that I'm speaking to <laughs> hundreds or thousands of people uh, about the work and, and, you know, the sort of talk show component of it is a, definitely a new, new part. And, uh, um, and we're having, I'm sharing hosting throughout the weekend with, uh, with colleagues and, and some special guests. So that, that should be fun. And that'll be a really live component. We have a mixture of live and, and recorded. It's also trying to determine what best pre-recorded, but feels live, what's pre-recorded, but is obviously pre-recorded and what's really live, like all of those things and sorting the kind of rhythm of that out is a very different thing. What kind of feedback have you had from your artists? Like, was everybody into it? Or are, are there some artists that, that need that real time, that face-to-face, -face, that, that don't see a digital possibility? Or Yeah, there was certainly some people who said, I'm just not up for it. Um, some people didn't feel like they could technically communicate what they like to do through this medium. Um, some people just, you know, were so overwhelmed by the whole pandemic situation that they said they you know they didn't have it in them which is fine um and others were like already reimagining i mean we were supposed to do a show called pop-up love party with zupa theater co from from halifax and uh, we asked them if they would be willing to do something instead and they you know they'd already been thinking about a walking podcast as a project that they were going to be working on anyway and then they they created a, a special like covid podcast which you can it's a it's a walking podcast which you can either do as they say walking in circles in your apartment or you can take it on a long walk or a hike in the country or wherever you wherever it is that you you walk around but we also wanted to there are a couple of instances like that where you don't have to watch the computer the whole time which was also appealing to be able to provide some some material that was more about listening um, than watching um, because of the stress or the, you know, the, the, the energy it takes to, to, to be looking at the screen for so long, as I'm sure you know. So if anybody wants to drop in and see what you're offering uh, from the 11th to the 13th, where would they go and, and how would they find out that information? 
Um, well, the information is currently up on our website at luminatofestival.com. And that is also how you'll be able to um, enter into the activities um, starting at seven o'clock on Thursday, June 11th. Um, we have a shorter night, like we sort of, we, we expand this first nights from seven to 1030. The second night's from seven o'clock at night till two in the morning because we end with a big dance party. So that goes on and on and on. And then on the Saturday, um, we start at one o'clock in the afternoon and we go till midnight. So um, at any of those times, you can drop in through the website um, and that'll take you to the platform. It's pretty straightforward and it's all free. There's no ticketing, there's no charges. Um, there's registration for some of the uh, captioned works, but um, that's just, um, it's still free and it's very straightforward. Naomi, thank you very much for talking to us today. Naomi Camel, the Artistic Director at Luminato Festival. Um, they're a festival with the distinction of FIO, uh, a perennial top 100, and they've come up with an alternative to a live uh, performance happening June 11th to 13th. Naomi, any last words uh, before we wrap up today to, uh, to our listeners in, in this COVID world? You know, hopefully we'll come back to... Uh, uh, a normal or whatever a new normal is soon that we can all get together and and you know there's one thing to do something digitally but that face-to-face -face and, and in groups of people experiences is something that you just can't capture otherwise uh you took the words right out of my mouth uh <laughs> certainly i mean that's you know this is an interesting experiment and as i said we will we will take it forward into the future and hope i am sure we'll have a much more robust digital element in at future festivals but I'm so looking forward to a time when we can all be together. And if that means we have to do it in new and different ways around with social distancing, even a year from now, we'll figure that out, but we'll have the time to do that. But hopefully we can all just be in the same place together uh, again, because there is nothing quite like it. And uh, um, I, I hope people join us and I, and I hope they are staying safe and well. Thank you very much, Naomi. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Best of Thank luck. Thank you the very much. 11th to 13th. Just a reminder to everybody out there, uh, really thank your frontline workers. We can't get through this without them. And to all the frontline workers who also take the time to volunteer and help us out at our many events and festivals throughout the season, our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks for listening to Feel on the Air, the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with FIO on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca.